Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? (laughs) 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 Oh my god. So, we made delightful... Yeah. What are these called? Cantaloupes? Cantaloupes? Something like that, yeah. Oh my god. They're a copycat recipe from Epcot. Disney World, if you didn't know. Yeah, thank you. And they are fucking delicious, and turns out I think they're a little strong, mm-hmm. because I love them. Yeah. I could drink these all day just... and all night. Mm. You just never think of cantaloupe as, like, uh, a juice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm drinking it, the straw is all stuck to me. But Michelle made the cantaloupe juice from fresh cantaloupe. Yeah, so I Vitamixed that shit straight up. Okay. So I Vitamixed it, so I... Took the seeds out, I peeled it. Well, I cut the peel off because uh-huh. I tried scooping it at first. And I was yeah. like, this shit is going to take six years. Okay. So I just peeled it, cut the skin off, and then put it in the Vitamix, and then I strained it Ooh, after okay. that. So you get all the solids out and you get a delightful cantaloupe juice. Mm. So it's cantaloupe juice, vodka, two parts cantaloupe juice, one part vodka, like three quarters part simple syrup, mm-hmm. and some fresh lime juice. Oh my god. You gosh. are set to go. It is part of my favorite drink so far we've had on this podcast, honestly. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. It's too easy to drink. It is. Mine's gone again. It is. I'm going to have to call for a ride. <laughs> <sighs> Got to call an Uber from Caitlin's house. Aw. <laughs> but it's in uh, China at the Epcot. Yeah. And you can get these. Apparently, it's not even remotely Chinese, but... Probably not. No. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah. I don't care. But that's where, that's where it's at in Epcot, so please... Go try that because it's my it was my favorite there too. Yeah, but some good news from the last episode. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! I got drum roll. Sorry, I got engaged. Ah! I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I'm super excited. So have we obsessively been starting to plan your wedding already? (laughs) Yes, we have. But yeah. it's been super fun. It has been super fun. And it's super exciting. And it's like, it's finally, it happens. God so. damn it. <laughs> His, um, my fiance's uh, <laughs> grandpa. Uh-huh. His grandpa was like, I was afraid he's going to let you go. No, I'm so glad you guys yeah. are engaged. Thank you. And we'll yes. stay together forever. That's right. Um, oh, that's no, good No, I think it's, I think it's uh-huh. good. Because then we'll be together for nine years when we get married, which is my favorite lucky number. And I'll be before 30, which was <laughs> my goal when I was 20. <laughs> Girl, yeah. I I just wanted to get married before I was 40. So. <laughs> You're and doing you great. Thank you. And you did, though. I know. Eked it in. <laughs> Like, That's where I'm about. I had three months left yeah. to, till I hit 40. Yeah, I'll have Fuckin'. a few months left before I turn 30 when we decide to get married. So, it worked out. <sighs> it did. So, yay. Good job, Nicholas. Yay. Uh, all right. I feel like I want to sing something about putting a ring on it, okay. but I'm going to not. Oh, you're not? No. Maybe later? Probably later. Okay. <laughs> 
These cantalippies are amazing. I know. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so this was kind of inspired by Disneyland. I guess Disney, Disney World. World. Sorry. Disney World. Disney World. Together. So, okay. Are you ready? Yes. This story is about Amanda Bostick. It is June 13th, 2018. Okay. So it's kind of recent, two years ago. Yeah. So she is 34 years old, and she is a mother of two boys, 111 and 113. All right. She is from Knott County, Kentucky. All right. So she and some co-workers went out on a, like a little mini vacation. Oh. They went to Florida, and they went to Daytona Beach. Oh. So the boardwalk that, that they have there. Yeah, all right. So they went to, uh, what's it, a little uh, amusement park type thing they have on the boardwalk. Oh, board like kind of a Coney Island type situation. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. So they were enjoying their day, and they decided to go on the Sandblaster roller coaster. Oh, God. <laughs> Am I going to not be able to ride fucking roller coasters for the rest of my goddamn life? Is that what's happening, Caitlin? <gasps> okay. So let's go enjoy the Sandblaster roller coaster yeah. that's going to make Michelle never ride roller coasters. <laughs> Uh, Amanda and her friend got to be in the very first car in the very first two seats. Did you ever do that? Like, because there's always a separate line for the front and usually the back also. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, uh, I was, like, was it the California? I, yeah, I guess it depends on how big the line is. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to get on it and go. But it is more fun in the front or the back. So I'm happy either way mm. if it's at the front or back. What about I've you? always heard that the back is faster. I don't know mm. if that's true or not, but that was always my understanding. I no, I don't give a shit. I just want to get on that right, roller coaster yeah, exactly. as fast as, fast as I can. can. Yeah, same. Um, so they're in the very front car, and it is red with yellow flames on it. Mm, okay. So... It's going to be fast. It's going to be fast. It's going to be fun. Maybe. <laughs> but nothing seemed weird. The seatbelts clicked. The employees came and pulled up on them. Oh, this is upsetting. <laughs> and then they were off. God, I'm like already sweating a little bit. <laughs> As the ride started, something didn't feel right to Amanda. Amanda states, it seemed to be going a lot faster than I felt comfortable with. As we went around the turn, it felt like it wasn't completely attached to the tracks. The car was leaning to the side and into the into the curve. Sorry. You know what I would have been doing? I would have had my hands up and just screaming. <laughs> I don't think I would have noticed jack shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As this was happening, she was very scared and was just praying it would be over soon. Mm. Unfortunately, <laughs> she wasn't. Yeah. The car did slip off the tracks. (gasps) Oh, God. I don't want to know this story, Caitlin, (laughs) because I want to believe that this is just not possible. The car slid off the tracks, and it threw Amanda and her friend that was in the seat 34 feet to the ground. (laughs) Sorry. This is the worst. Um, She states, I remember hearing a lot of screeching, a lot of metal, a lot of sounds that just weren't right. I remember falling uh, through the air, and I remember hitting the ground. Oh, my gosh. It was around 10 p.m. when a flood of 911 calls started to come in (laughs) about what happened. Fucking cell phones going crazy. Amanda was knocked out from the impact of the fall. Well, they don't have airbags on roller coasters. Well, she fell on the ground. That's true. Okay. I'm just saying. Um, okay, so wait, okay. so she was thrown from the car. She yeah. didn't hit the, 
She wasn't inside the car and the car hit the ground. Correct. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. No, so she was able to wake up and she heard people on the ride screaming and she looks up and sees the car that she was in dangling from the roller coaster. What? Yeah. And her friend was on the ground and she was positioned right underneath that car. (gasps) So she was afraid that was going to fall on her. So she started trying to crawl to her. Oh, crawl to her friend. Mm -hmm. I like to think that would be me. Good job, Amanda. (laughs) Oh, my God. So once firefighters uh, arrived, uh, they found eight passengers still trapped on the roller coaster. Uh, Amanda's co-workers told her that they, that her and her friend bounced from the support beam to support beam like a pinball. (gasps) So they just like ricocheted down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, as you can picture it, I'm trying to show... I have a picture, but I'm trying mm. to show... So, the car that they're in, it's dangling, and the off rest of the... the track. Off the track. And then the rest of it is still on the track, just stopped. Okay. So, okay. you know so how they're connected? Like one or two of the cars mm-hmm. on in the train are actually right. just hanging there. Yeah. With her poor friend just below that, mm-hmm. and she's now been thrown... Correct. ...off to the side. Yes. And is trying to crawl over to her. Save her friend! That's right. So, Amanda's taken to the hospital, of course. So, she actually suffered from a concussion, deep bruising from head to toe, cuts all over, and some broken teeth. That's my worst nightmare. Right? Just one day after the crash, uh, Amanda actually left the hospital walking out with a walker. So, she was able to leave. She didn't need assistance, but she was able to walk away from it just a day later. Her friend had to stay a little longer due to Mm. numerous fractured bones. Oh, gosh. On May 17th, so a little month before, uh, the sandblaster was serviced for excessive corrosion, bracing cracked, and tracked cracked. That sounds like the track was cracked. Okay. (laughs) Okay, yeah. We're all hitting the track (laughs) crack, you know what I'm saying? Um... The coaster was also examined and serviced the same day it was derailed and passed. Oh, that's so. You're really just not making a case for roller coasters for me ever again. Because I like to think that they're all wildly safe and. I bet at Disneyland they are. Save it. Bitches die on there too. I don't want. (laughs) So Amanda states that something had to be. Something had to be missed. Yeah, I mean, clearly, if it went through all the inspections and then, you know, they derailed. Yeah, so something went wrong. She says, I will never be on a roller coaster. My family will never be on a roller coaster again. Michelle will never be on a roller coaster. (laughs) Amanda, I'm listening loud and clear. (laughs) So, actually, three people from the incident, uh, including Amanda, sued... The company or sued the park, whatever. Okay. But yeah. The third rider being um, someone who was forced to hang from the ride until rescued. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. So, so that's the third person. So, of course, the first two is going to be one Amanda and her friend. Yeah. So, the attorney, Matt Morgan, started working with world-renowned roller coaster safety experts and other authorities to determine the cause of the accident. Mm. He also states that his clients suffered serious life-altering injuries. So, the restraints actually failed as well. Well, I was going to say, yeah, because they were buckled in and they were clicked in. Like Correct. Like, whatever bar or whatever was across them. Yes, because I was concerned because restraints are meant to keep people in the ride, even if there is an accident, right. which didn't happen. 
they yeah, threw, she, they got thrown. Exactly. Oh, man. My so, goodness. <laughs> sorry. An investigation is now ongoing, and everyone is being investigated from the operators of the roller coaster, the manufacturers, and the owner. Mm. So, it will be up to the insurance companies of the responsible parties to act in the best interests of the victims. The, Hopefully that happens. It does. I know. So, the lawyer, Matt, he is stated, if it was the coaster's insurance company, I would have already sent a million dollar check without question just based on the information they have to date. Mm. And he also continues saying a lot of times insurance companies tend to play games with cases like this and deny liability even though the roller coaster came off the track. That happens more often than not. And so I do anticipate needing to file a formal lawsuit. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen insurance companies come in and just do a lot of victim blaming and be like, well, you know, you might as well just give up now and Mm -hmm. take this, you know, measly sum I'm going to offer you. Right. Because they have a lot of money, so they can spend a lot of money on lawyers and stuff like that. Well, and lawsuits are hard on people. Yeah. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. stressful. They are drained on your resources. Once again, they're stressful. Yeah. (laughs) They just suck. I mean, so a lot of people give up before they ever get to the end Mm -hmm. because... Companies like insurance companies or whatnot have all kinds of money. They've mm-hmm. got lawyers on retainer. They, I mean, they're just ready to go and, you know, to fight the little guy, yeah. if you will. No, it's true. Yeah. So Matt says he will fight to ensure each of his clients are justly compensated. Mm. So that is where it kind of leads off. I haven't, I looked and there hasn't seemed to be a settlement Mm. Um, I don't know if they settled out of court, so it's not public knowledge. That could be. Not sure. So, hopefully, they are, you know, justified and get the compensation they deserve because no one deserves to be thrown off a roller coaster and traumatized for the rest of their lives. (laughs) You know what? No shit. I went to um, Great America down in Santa Cruz area. I Uh used to go there all the time. I think it's... It's like Paramount something or other now. It's like different names. different. It's it's a different name now, but it's the same park. Okay. That's always been. But one time we were there and it was the, I don't know, some fucking Top Gun ride or something like that. Oh. It was like a fight, a uh, flight, excuse me, flight simulator uh-huh. type game. Oh, fun. Or, yeah, ride. Oh my God. I'm sorry. But it was one of those, it's like, it's on a big bar and it the rocket goes up and down mm-hmm. and it turns upside down is it like a virtual reality thing no you're actually in there but you're controlling it it's kind of like a crazy dumbo type ride you know where you're you're flying around flying up and down but this one you could turn up upside down and do all kinds of crazy shit in it that's cool that shit got stuck and someone again was like when i was there one day Uh fucking falling out (gasps) of the ride because it got like jammed somehow Uh and it, someone got stuck upside down and was like falling out of it. Oh my god! So that ride was always shut down. <laughs> I think they shit. eventually took it out. Really? But, well, yeah, it makes sense. Because I think it was broke down every single time we went. Really? And that one time it was especially severe. <laughs> really? There was someone falling out of it. Oh my gosh! So, you were there? You said? Yeah. No, we were watching the whole thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did they? They survive? ended up being fine. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, good. they had like. Because it sounded like this wasn't the first time, but, you know, people are just (laughs) chatting when you're on the sidelines, you know, who knows what's fact and what's not. But they had stuff to immediately get him down. So he was only up there for maybe, maybe five minutes. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So it wasn't too long and yeah. they responded quick. But that shit should have never happened in the first right. place. You know? Yeah. Especially at a big park like that. It, yeah. It's kind of scary. Well, I think the thing with uh, boardwalk, like theme park thing, is the corrosion from the sea salt. Oh, that um, makes sense. Mm-hmm. I used to go to Santa Cruz all the time. The oh, beach yeah. boardwalk there. That was like a family vacation spot because it was only, you know, two, three hours away. So right. We, and my mom had always vacationed there with her aunts and uncles. Mm. And so it was just sort of a family thing that we always went down. And yeah, I guess so because it's yeah. right there on the ocean. Mm-hmm. But she survived. She's good. She's still doing well. So I hope you get a shit ton of money. I know, right? All right. Um, Can I just say really quickly, I think this should be like, our show should now be called like Cantaloupies plus storytelling. We're probably not even saying it, right? Yeah, probably not. But I don't even (laughs) give a shit because this is all I want to drink forever forever. for the rest of my life. We'll just post pictures of different drinks, but actually just be drinking these. Yes. Yes. So, listeners... Just know that we're lying to you from now on. (laughs) All right. So this also reminded me a little bit about Epcot. Because it's about a resort. Ooh. (laughs) That's all. And this is also about snow, which I thought was sort of especially timely because we just got a shit ton of snow last night. And it was wildly surprising. It was surprising. (laughs) All right. So, this is January 2017. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, we are in we are in Italy's Apennine Mountains. Okay. This story is about... Okay. I apologized already, so I'm going to apologize right. again. Giampaolo... Okay. Matroni. Anyway, Giampaolo. Uh-huh. I apologize if your name is pronounced completely that different. Sounds, sounds... And you're like, bitch, you're the worst. Okay. So... Him and his wife had reservations at this very exclusive hotel. Okay. Hotel Rigo Piano. Sounds fancy. It was. And so it's very much like um, like George Clooney goes there. Oh. You know, a lot of pop stars and okay. a lot of like Italian stars go there. And so it's very exclusive. Mm-hmm. It's isolated in these mountains. And... Um, so Giampaolo and his wife, Valentina, had planned an overnight getaway. Okay. And so, but he was at home and noticed that it was snowing a lot. Okay. And so he called the owner of the hotel and was like, hey, should we, should we even go? Right. I mean, it's been snowing, it's been snowing. And the owner was like, no problem, just pop some chains on your car and you're going to be fine. Okay. In fact, he said, tranquilo, it won't be a problem. Okay. You're fucking welcome. (laughs) They decide to go. Okay. And, but what the owner did not say is that they, in fact, the hotel was in a situation that was becoming bleaker and bleaker. Oh, shit. They were running out of supplies. <gasps> the snow was making it hard to get it in and out. That town only had one snow plow. Okay. And so it was struggling to keep the the roads open. And so things were not as tranquilo as right. he was saying. <laughs> but they headed up anyway. And so after six hours of fighting, which would have probably should have taken them two hours to oh, get really? there. Oh, really? Okay. Because it's only 100 miles away. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Took them six hours to get <gasps> there. And they were fighting a complete whiteout at wow. that point. Oh, and that's so, so scary. Yeah. So, I mean, they were already on the edge. And now they're fighting through all the snow uh-huh. to get to this 
hopefully amazing hotel. Right. And and so they get there and they're just tired mm-hmm. and cold and exhausted. Oh, so they made it. So they did make okay, it. Okay, okay. Yes. Six hours later. Ugh. So they checked in and they went to the thermal pool, which Ooh. I'm assuming is some sort of hot springs yeah. amazing thing that's going on. Um, is but, it outside? I, yes. Oh, okay. Um, but there's nothing but relentless wind and oh. wet snow coming out on them, down oh, on them. So okay. they were not happy with the situation. So they went inside, decided to make the most of it. They got dressed for dinner. They go to dinner. And the waiter confided to them that he had been stuck there for six days <gasps> already. <laughs> oh, my god! That, you know, pretty much leaving the hotel was almost impossible. And so they were a little bit disheartened. Wait, by... they were only there for one night, though? Yeah, they were only planning on being there for one night. <gasps> Would I have canceled? Most likely, Yeah, yes. right. But I'm also a homebody. I tried to cancel on you with an inch of snow. <laughs> so... <laughs> you sure did. But yeah, yeah. So they were a little bit bummed after dinner, but they were like, eh, oh well. Mm-hmm. So the next morning on Wednesday, they wake up to find their situation much worsened. <gasps> So they look out and they can't see the cars at all. The cars are completely covered and invisible. Mm -hmm. They can't see anything. Um, The phone and the power lines are out, so there's no power at the hotel. They must have had. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they must have had some generators or something because the staff was able to eke together a meal of croissants, Nutella, and marmalade. So, Giampaolo and his wife are like, we're fucking outie. Yeah. This is bullshit. This is not for us. Um, so, they try to leave. So, they go out to the parking lot, and the the employees are trying to dig out the cars. Okay. So, they, at this point, have dug out about a dozen or so cars. Oh, wow. So, they jump in their car with a few of the other guests. And Do you know what kind of car they have? I'm assuming it's a kick-ass little yeah, sportster have, okay. car. I don't know what it is, but you know it's fast. and It's, it's a four-wheel drive, you know? It, probably not. I don't know. It probably <laughs> okay. is. They probably yeah. pulled out. Because, I mean, this is a very exclusive re- or right. a hotel. Giampaolo and a few other guests hop in their cars. He's with his wife. And they try to go out to the main road. Uh-huh. But before they get to the main road, they come up to a six-foot wall of snow. And so he gets out and he climbs it and he climbs the yeah he thing climbs this giant embankment oh to, so he can see what's out oh, there. Oh okay. And all he sees is snow, so snow everywhere. There's not even a road visible anywhere. Wow. So he's like, "Well, guys, we're stuck here." Yeah. So they all get back in their cars and they head back to the hotel. Okay. So uh, other couples are leaving too, or everyone? They tried to oh, leave. Okay, okay. Yeah, there was about a dozen or so people. Mm-hmm. So my understanding was there was about twenty guests and about twenty staff members. Okay. At the hotel at this point, um, and I guess that's all. There's okay. no other and. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I was even gonna say. Um, so they head back to the hotel. And they decided to go the jacuzzi to try to just oh, okay. de-stress because this has been a fucking nightmare from now, start to end so far. Is the jacuzzi inside now? Yes. So they have a jacuzzi and like something outside. Yeah, like the hot thermal spring. pools I think are hot springs. Okay. Um, that's what I gathered, but who knows? Um, and so the jacuzzi is inside. Okay. So they go in, and he like sinks down, and all of a sudden it starts to rumble. What? Like the water in the hot tub area starts to rumble. Dinosaurs? And... Yeah. <laughs> Shit! 
Oh, Kaylin, oh. I love you so much. Um, no, and the water splashing out of the pool. Uh-huh. And so it turns out the hotel is right on a fault line. <gasps> and so there's a 5.7 magnitude earthquake. Of course. And so. Of course. Oh, you know what? That's when they said, fuck this, we're getting out. Oh. So I apologize. He hasn't tried to leave yet. Okay. He went to breakfast, said this is the fucking worst breakfast in my life. Uh-huh. Went to the jacuzzi. Went to the jacuzzi, tried to relax. There was a nightmare earthquake. So he said, fuck it. Wifey, get in the car. We're going. We found the block of wall of ice. We're back. We're in now. We're back. Okay. So, sorry. So as they were in the parking lot, um, getting the cars freed, there was another earthquake. Mm. So it was another tremor hitting 5.6 <gasps> this time. So 5.7, 5.6. There's now been two earthquakes. And so they go inside after realizing that they're trapped yeah. because there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out in the hotel. So Giampaolo is just pacing the reception area, like trying to work through options with his wife. Um, the owner of the hotel was like in another part. There was guests in sort of um, a game room and they were, you know, having some hot drinks and trying mm-hmm. to pass the time with no power. And this is when the snow on the mountain started to slide. <gasps> so they heard the avalanche uh-huh. before they saw it. Oh, so no. I guess the snow caused in the ice yeah. started sliding down due to the earthquakes. Mm-hmm. And they were just gathering up. All this mass as it was coming down the mountain. Right. So trees, rocks, whatever. (gasps) It's just gathering and gathering. So with the force of 4,000 fully loaded Mack trucks, the snow slammed into the hotel at 60 miles an hour. (gasps) Yeah, just fucking took it off. So the walls of the hotel buckled. The avalanche thundered through the kitchen, killing everyone who was in the kitchen. (gasps) It thundered through, like, the next two rooms where the guests were hanging out, like, having hot chocolate and stuff. Like, just demolished everyone in those rooms. Oh, my gosh. The snow, with the weight of all the shit that had picked up along the way, tore the hotel off its foundation. Oh. And it all collapsed into a giant pile of rubble and debris. Debris was thrown like a hundred yards away from the hotel, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, the hotel was kind of intact, collapsing, going down the hill. Wow. So when it came to the stop, those caught inside were buried alive in an icy (gasps) heap of rocks and rubble. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. And then all was still and everything was dark. So we're in the middle of the night. The hotel is now buried underneath all this shit. Fabio Salzetta. Okay. I apologize. Fabio. Fabio. He was the resort's caretaker. And he had been working in this small boiler hut about 30 yards away from the main hotel building. Okay. And so he was working away and then he noticed this like really eerie silence. Uh He was like, that's kind of strange. So he tried to open the door, but... Snow was completely piled in around Mm. this little hut, Mm -hmm. so he couldn't open the door. And so finally, he sort of shimmied a window open and wriggled his way out. And all he could see was this giant, it looked like a rake had just gone down the mountain and just took everything with it. Oh, my goodness. And he's just like, where the fuck is the hotel? (laughs) (laughs) 
so he's looking around and he doesn't see the hotel anywhere where it should be and so finally he sees a little corner of the roof of the hotel sticking out of some ice and so he sounds the alarm yeah so he and another guy that he found in the parking lot so this man had earlier been sent out by his wife to go find some aspirin in the car oh and then this avalanche happened and he's still in the parking lot and his whole family is inside. So the parking lot really, it kind of stopped at the parking lot? Like No, it just, it, it went past the parking lot. I see, So I see. it just hit the hotel uh-huh. and the parking lot sort of stayed intact. I see, okay. Um, so he's wandering around the hotel or the parking lot sort of disoriented and Fabio finds him and he's like, what the fuck happened? He's yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. And so they end up getting into the aspirin guy's car. Uh-huh. Um, I actually didn't write down his name because I'm a dumb bee. Aspirin guy. But um, aspirin guy. They hop in his car and they go to try to find cell service. Okay. Because at this point, cell service is spotty. I mean, cell service was spotty right. in yeah, that area anyway. But now it's even more spotty. So finally, after two hours of just <gasps> driving around in that little area, uh-huh. they found a cell service. So they were able to get in touch with help. You don't have the tools to like start looking for people? I don't know. No, I everyone just, is yeah. completely buried. Okay, okay. And so we'll get to that. Okay, so they're driving around two hours, found Yeah, reception. just looking for help. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. finally okay. got in touch with the chief of the region alpine rescue team mm-hmm. antonio croquetta or crocetta croquetta i'm gonna say that okay. i feel good about it antonio is gonna give me a call later and be like <laughs> oh god damn it that's not how you say it at all and so antonio i'm not yeah. gonna refer to him as croquetta because god knows what will happen then he said we're coming and fabio was like how long and he said five to six hours <gasps> What's so long? It's just because they're in the... Oh, uh, middle of pretty the, much nowhere. Yeah, they're okay. isolated in the mountains. Ugh. Ugh. So the two men stayed in the car okay. with um, their headlights on and the heat blasting. Right. Okay, so they were there waiting for help to come. Mm-hmm. And from his base, Antonio alerted the military police and put a rescue team together. Oh, wow, nice. So he had 14 men all together, and it was going to take them six hours <gasps> to trek through the mountains to get to the oh hotel. Oh, my gosh, that's so long. Because there's, right, there's yeah, no roads, exactly. there's no nothing. Ugh. So eight hours later, the team spots the headlights of the car oh, because wow. they can't see anything. They're like, we don't even know where to look. Right. And so thank goodness they had the forethought to keep their headlights on. Yeah. And he had a nice full tank of gas, apparently. Good thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so with the caregiver giving them his best guesses on where to start looking, the Alpine team use sondas. I think that's what they're called. I, I apologize again. Anyway, they're tools that are used to poke through the snow to look for dead bodies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, to locate bodies. Okay. Yeah. So they found the first one um, after about an hour of looking. Wow. And he was buried under five feet of snow. <gasps> it was an employee of the hotel, and he did not make it. Oh, no. Um, the next body that they found was the maitre d' of the restaurant, uh-huh. and he was not oh, alive, apparently. No. And the owner of the hotel was also found not alive. This is awful. Yeah. So at this point, they haven't found anyone alive. So this whole time, Uh Giampaolo 
has been laying in a coffin-sized pocket of air beneath 30 feet <gasps> of snow and rubble. 30 feet? 30 feet. Oh, um, my gosh. He could hear nothing that was going on. I mean, he couldn't hear anything. Yeah. He didn't know what was going on. He was in shock, so he felt no cold, no pain, no hunger. Just... Just, yeah, he was just completely numb. Wow. And he was going in and out of consciousness and he kept having these very, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess realistic um, imagery sort of running through his head the whole time. Like, for instance, he was imagining him and his wife walking hand in hand down the road to where his family's bakery was. Uh And he remembered taking note of every single shop along the way and every corner that they passed and all the cracks in the pavement and all these like very strange, not very strange, but just, it was very detailed. Mm -hmm. Um, He also imagined um, rescuers coming in on magic carpets, dressed (laughs) like Aladdin, coming in to save them. Okay. And then he had his best friend was a bodybuilder, so he imagined his bodybuilder friend coming in and just lifting tons and tons of concrete off Aww. his body. <laughs> I know. Um, and every time he awoke, he had to co- confront his situation again. Right. Like he would go to sleep and sort of forget it all, uh-huh. wake up and be like, mm, everything's great, and then realize I'm under snow. I'm under snow, yeah. and I don't know what the fuck is going on. So, lying on his stomach, he surveyed what what he could. His left leg had been twisted and thrust forward (gasps) so that his foot rested near his cheek. Oh, my gosh. Uh, He could move his left arm. His right arm and leg were crushed beneath something enormous. Okay. He realized with horror that his chin rested on the knee of a corpse. (gasps) He He tried to still the panic to recall the moments before everything went dark. He had been speaking to his wife. They were standing in a doorway and then a whistling gust of wind and the sense of tumbling through space, the sounds of coughing and moaning and the horrifying silence that followed. Had it been an earthquake, he called to his wife but heard no answer. Oh no. Was that her knee? Oh my God. I'm not going to say. Oh no. Um, So... The next day, mm-hmm. more rescuers came, um, and they came to the conclusion that there would be no survivors. Right. Um, but they kept looking. They shoveled 13 feet of snow to get to the top of the building, <gasps> where they were able to saw through the roof, and they carefully lowered themselves down into the hotel. Wow. Um, crawling on their bellies, they called out for survivors, um, and they searched for survivors for hours. Wow. So finally, at 11 a.m. on Friday, so this happened on Wednesday oh, in wow. the evening. So now we're Friday in the uh-huh. morning. Uh, More than 30 hours after the search began, they heard a woman crying Crying. for help. Oh. Uh, The woman said she had her son with her and her daughter was in the next room. So the rescuers found her and her son squeezed into a little uh, crawl space. Uh, They were both left to safety. And it turns out the aspirin guy, it was his family. Oh, yay! So his wife and son were found safely. Okay. What was that? Um, and then so they tunneled through and they found the next room, which was completely intact. Um, and that's where his daughter and two other kids were found and they were let to safety. 
So, so wait, that that room wasn't crushed in? No. So really? the room that the daughter was in, uh-huh. and she had two other kids with her that I don't think were related. Yeah. Um, they were in that room. Wow. And so they were able to be pulled out and led to safety. So that's super lucky. guy yeah. has all of his, his family. family. Oh. So a little silver lining. Yeah. So another squad of rescuers were on sort of another side of the hotel, okay. and they were following a very faint cell phone service. Um, oh. Or a cell phone signal. Interesting. Okay. Um, so they were, uh, they kept on calling and calling um, until finally they heard uh, some faint voices calling for help. <gasps> and so they found a young couple and another young woman um, and they too were pulled to safety. Oh my gosh. Yay. So, and they asked, who else is here? And they said, there's a Roman guy. <laughs> a Roman guy? Further in. And of course that was Jean Paul. Oh, Okay. So, uh, on Saturday, now, January 21st, 55 hours later, uh, they were battling towards yet another very faint cell signal. Okay. Um, and they were digging and that, but they knew like the whole situation was super precarious. So at any point there could be another earthquake or their digging could cause the whole thing to collapse. I mean, just the whole thing was wildly dangerous, but they kept on going. So they had a circular saw, and when the blade broke, everything kind of got quiet for a second, Mm -hmm. and they heard calling. So (gasps) they heard a voice, and it was Giampaolo. So he was fading in and out, um, and he had a vision of his wife hovering over him as an angel of mercy. Oh, my God, no! (laughs) Telling him that everything was going to be okay. Okay. I know. (laughs) Sorry. That's heartbreaking. Okay. Um, and so the rescuers uh, were able to get close enough where they could call down to him and ask if he was injured or mm-hmm. he bleeding. And he was like, where's my wife? Aww. And that was his first thing. So they lied and said that she had been put into a car because she was cold. And we're going to get you out now. No. So around six in the morning, they finally broke through and rescuers could see how the beams had made a little cocoon for Giampaolo. But the others around him were not as lucky. So in the space with him were two women who were killed. So one was under his head, supporting his head, and the other one was curled beneath his left leg. Um, so they had to get a hydraulic jack in there uh-huh. to lift the beams up off of him. And the rescuers were like, you're a superhero. <laughs> and as they pulled him out and he was airlifted to a hospital. And five days later, they told him that his wife had not survived. Oh, so was she the knee? I think she was one of the ones. They didn't really say oh. in it, but I think she was probably one of the ones that was close to him. Right. Um, <laughs> 11 of the 40 people survived. Wow. So, but that's, that's honestly still, more than I thought yeah, would. 29 people were killed. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let me. Snow is scary. Yeah. No shit. So, gangrene at this point had burrowed into his right arm, and the nerves of his right angle were practically destroyed. He had been pulled out. Um, if he had been pulled out even two hours later, his arm would have been lost. Wow. But they were able to save his arm. And he says that the, the angel of his wife never left his oh side. Oh, my God. That is the but, saddest thing. I know. I'm sorry. 
But uh, he made it out alive. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. That's okay. Good. No, but could you imagine being fucking no. buried under all that debris? 30 feet under. That's for, very far. And it was 55 hours after the rescuers had been called. So they had already been buried for a little while yeah. by the time even the rescuers had been called. So. I mean, I would think I would want to be in and out of consciousness, like be yeah, asleep or I know. for part of it. Thank you, shock. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I mean, the body is crazy. Like, it's like, nope, you're not going to remember this or nope, you're not going to feel pain or like, it's crazy. Thank it really you. is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah. Thank God. you, body. I can't even imagine. Body and mind. Oh, oh. my gosh. Like, and how hard would it be not to full out have a panic attack? Right. Like, all the time. Yeah. You wake up and it's like, panic attack, panic attack. Yeah. And then... Pass out. Until you pass out. (laughs) Well, even I see videos of people, like, skiing or snowboarding, and, like, they fall and, like, they go head first in snow and they can't get out. Because it's... uh, And then you just see their arms, (laughs) like, fucking help me. I can't breathe. There was uh, a book I read when I was, like, in sixth grade or something like that. And it was that. It was a kid who was skiing. Um, He was doing more cross-country skiing and been doing, like, some light hunting or something like that. So he had a couple of birds in his backpack. Okay. Um, But his, in the book, I mean, granted, this is probably fiction. Yeah. In the book, his skis are what kept him, it was an avalanche that came over the top of him. And because his feet were, you know, hooked into the skis, he couldn't get up and out (gasps) because his skis were, like, essentially right. lodged him oh under under the snow and he had the forethought to really sort of dig out the snow as it was go- crawling as it was going over the top of him right so he was digging 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 the whole time to sort of create this big air pocket wow and then he created like a you know a straw going up to the fresh uh-huh. air and things so i mean in this book yeah <laughs> that's probably pure fiction right he did have some good you know Survival Survival instincts, you know. Uh, Still, though. It's fucking terrifying. I'm never leaving the house. That's what I was saying. I was about to say, like, you probably will never go anywhere. I know. Like, this coronavirus is all I needed to just push me over the edge of never leaving the house. (laughs) Yeah. Bummer. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, I can't go on roller coasters, and I can never go to an isolated, exclusive resort now. Yeah. So. These are good stories for the Disney World... Slash, slash apocalypse that's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My gosh. Joel's like, you have to tell a snow story because it's perfect. So Well, yeah. It snowed. Didn't expect that. No, it no, snowed a lot. What the snow. fuck? It doesn't snow in Oregon. So, yeah. I hope uh, you enjoyed this uh, episode. I hope you will still leave the house unless you're quarantined from the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Then please stay home. Please uh, just note that there's probably going to be a lot of wedding talk <gasps> in the next year. I know. The... Oh, yeah. It's all I'm going to talk it about. Is. I know. It's all we've talked about for, like, the last two weeks. I know. Michelle I... started her own Pinterest board for me. And <laughs> thank you, Michelle. I have your whole wedding planned. I can't wait. <laughs> I've even been, like, listening for songs. I got a couple Aww. of James Blunt songs I'm ready to play by you. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, James Blunt. <laughs> oh, no, James Blunt's fine. You're like, say We're not having any fucking James Blunt at the wedding. I love you, James Blunt. Oh, my God. All right. You're beautiful. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
So please uh, check out this recipe and on our Instagram and Facebook page. Because uh, it's delicious. It it's is. worth it. If you like cantaloupe at all, just do it. Just do it. Like I said, you should at least try it because I've never had a cantaloupe drink before except for at Disney World. So. Or, yeah, the alternative is uh-huh. to hit Epcot yeah. once it opens again. Go to China, hit the little cart that has yeah. these goddamn drinks. Get like four and <laughs> you'll be set to go. Yeah. You'll probably get not as drunk as we are right now. I think ours are stronger. I think our Well, I'm sure Disney World doesn't want people to be sloshed at yeah. the park. So. <laughs> Joke's on them. I am anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you like this episode, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And you can, you can check out our website at I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now. And you can even email us just to say hey. Yeah. Uh, I should totally be dead right now at gmail.com. But yeah, we have some things, um, I won't say what, but kind of in the works. So in the works. That's kind of exciting. So we may have some special news soon. Yeah, i.e. we would like your money and <laughs> <laughs> we want you to give it to us. So we're going to come up with some shit that makes it enticing to give us some fucking money. <laughs> I mean, to, you're I guess welcome, I, Caitlin. I just laid it all out. We're thinking about Patreon. That's the thing. Yeah, that's what we're. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Michelle. For, I'm we're, not super subtle. <laughs> so. so we hope you like this episode. And like I said, we have some announcements coming up hopefully soon. And uh, stay tuned for that. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Ciao.